I'm a stupid bitch. I'm a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. You ever play RuneScape? Yeah. Do you play as a girl or a dude? Girl. What about you? I played as a girl too, but like regrettable, you know, I should have played as like an org or something. Yeah. I think I got locked out of my account. When you were a kid? Yeah. Not like if you tried to log in right now? No. Okay. <laughs> like I stopped playing because I got like locked out or something. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like you tried to log in recently. No. Kinda... I should log into Neopets though. Ugh. Oh my god, what are my Neopets doing right now? Ugh. All my Tamagotchis are dead. No, it's just a fun game. That's my impression of a, a Hatchetomic who was born in 1998. <laughs> Oh no, what are my webkins doing? <laughs> oh no, uh, I don't know. I wonder what's happening this week on Paw Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I will talk louder. Hello. About Paw Patrol. <laughs> Paw Patrol, a show about dog cops, not about the daddy of a family of trolls. <laughs> Much to my confusion. All right. <laughs> what? I thought Paw Patrol was about the troll dad. Oh, Paw Patrol. Yeah. Because <laughs> I can't, I can't, Paw Patrol. I can't read. I was just going phonetically. <laughs> Paw Patrol. What's going on, guys? We just got back from Toronto, the Sits, the big city. Mm-hmm. We got back last night. I did a show. It was fun. Yeah, you did new stuff. That was good. I did like all new stuff about having diabetes and getting invited to a gangbang. Are you going to do it? Do what? The gangbang. I... Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not. Uh, guys, I'm only... Uh, I will not be getting octopied this week, unfortunately. You know what doesn't sound appealing to me at all? What? Those, like, sex parties. No, absolutely not. This guy one time asked me at the place where I used to work, he was like, do you ever go to sex parties? And I was like, excuse me. And he was like, you ever go to like a sex club? And I was like, I'm still not understanding what you're trying to say. <laughs> and he was like, you know, like you go there and people just have like consensual sets with each other <laughs> in front of other people. And, you know, like there's like snacks and condoms and stuff. Ugh. Um, and I was like, no, I'm hot. So <laughs> I only have sets with other hot people and I don't want to watch ugly people Fuck. have sex. Nothing about that sounds fun to me. If I wanted other people to watch me have sets, I would just do it in public on the street like I always do for free. <laughs> I just like can't stomach the idea of like watching other people fuck there are so few people in this world that i would want to watch fuck. me too it's like a very very small specific list we did this one time like local ottawa comedy fuck bracket like who are comedians that we would actually watch fuck each other <laughs> yeah the list was truly Short. so long i think we only came up with what like three or four combinations yeah and the problem was that we were like well i would watch that person fuck but i don't want to see them fuck anybody else that we know yeah like it's not even like <laughs> definitely definitely 
Which is basically just a list of people you think are hot at that point. <laughs> <laughs> no, there were definitely some. There was a couple, yeah. Uh, some one true parents. <laughs> Stop. For, uh, for Ottawa comedy. <laughs> other people, like, I don't, I honestly don't give a shit if other people see me fucked up. No. And, and I, it's not necessarily that I find it hot. It's just that I'm like, okay, keep looking, ho. I don't care, you know. That's how I feel about myself, too, but I don't mm. want to see other people fuck. Yeah, but that's because, again, you're hot. True. It's it's back to number one. That's love principle. I Why would see you other know? people fuck, yeah. 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 Right? And there's nothing appealing to me about, like, random anonymous sex. And also, yeah. it's like, what if you saw, like, a family friend? Yeah. Like, what if you pulled up to the sex club and your, like, friend's dad was there or something? Ugh. Right? That's, like, why I don't like going into sex stores either. Like, if I have to buy a vibrator or something. Mm-hmm. Because it's, like, this is so bad, but there's so many, like, ugly people in there. And I have to, like, <laughs> think about what they're buying. <laughs> Just don't look. <laughs> well. It's, but can you think about uh, how much more damaging it is for, let's say, you or I to get caught at a sex club by, like, your parent's friend? Than the other way around. Mm-hmm. Like, for them, it's like, okay, maybe they're married. You know, you find out they're, like, a sad old pervert. For you, it's swingers. like, you're young and hot. You can fuck whoever you want. It's extraordinarily perverse that you would go that to you one would of go these there. establishments. It's because you're a pervert. Yeah. yeah. Like a weird pervert. <laughs> it's not because you're, like, a sad old horny person. <laughs> you're a young, sad, horny person with a lot of deeply set issues. <laughs> and for everyone that listens to this podcast that um, goes to sex clubs, it's not about you. <laughs> Except I don't think any of you Patreon, so that's fine. <laughs> If you do and you want to change our mind, honestly, don't tell me about it. I'll block you. That shit is so gross. (laughs) (laughs) This is a a sex negative Negative podcast. podcast. Just like every week. For the record, though, while we're on the topic of Dan Baines, if you guys wanted to know how many sons Mitt Romney has, the answer is five. (laughs) What? (laughs) Matt, Josh, Ben, Craig, and Tag. Not to be forgotten. Tag? With two Gs. Is that short for something? No. I think Sarah Palin also has a son named Tag. No. Trail and Trip. Okay, does the daughter have a son named Tag? Or is she married to someone named Tag? I swear they have more fake T names in that family. Maybe there is one named Tag. I think her son's name is Trail and then the Bristol's kid is named... Bristol. Trail or Trip. The other one. Bristol Palin is like kind of hot. Before. Was she? Yeah. Okay, let me confirm this. Only this vaguely. Is, this is really exciting for everybody. Before she had a kid? Yeah. Well, like she was like underage, but I mean, like she got like had more kids and then she got kind of fat. Okay. Okay, so when she was like initially. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's like okay looking. Like she's like all right. She was. She was truly unhot, but then... Oh, she's, like, hotter now. Yeah. Nice. Good for her. Okay. All right. That's enough about Bristol Palin. She is hot. (laughs) (laughs) No wonder she got pregnant. Okay, can we talk about (laughs) something else? Yes. Sorry. It's okay. I'm so high. I'm afraid I'm gonna forget to do the podcast. Okay, is that why... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Is that why you're like 
mad right I'm now? I'm stressed. Okay. <laughs> you ever get so high to relax that you actually get stressed about how fucking high you are because you got to do responsibilities? No, because that's why I don't like getting high. Lottie fucking da. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's talk about stuff. Let's do some can Paul. It's time for can Paul. Can Paul. Can Paul. So, Renata Ford, the widow of the late mayor of Toronto, Rob Ford, has announced that she will be running as an MP for Etobicoke Centre, I think, for the People's Party of Canada. PCP? No. PPC. Sorry. Yeah. I was like, nice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so she's running. She was married to Rob Ford, the famous craft-smoking mayor of Toronto. She actually herself has just been dealing with a bunch of issues regarding substance abuse and, like, weird money stuff. So she got a Dewey in 2018, I think, and she did fines and probation. Yeah. Yeah, like a hundred grand in fines and like three years of probation or something like that. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. Classic, you know, sad white woman crime. Yeah. Um, I'd probably do a Dewey if my husband was Rob Ford, though. Oh, yeah. Right? For sure. But I mean, the thing about doing Deweys is like when rich people get them is like just taking over. <laughs> Literally, you yeah. Know? There's no reason not to. Yeah, I, d- I don't understand. Or in like large cities like Toronto. Etobicoke is actually the last stop on the subway line. Yeah, so you can. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Renata Ford's not going to ride the subway. Well, she could take an Uber. Is she Lithuanian? I think she is, yeah. Renata's a Lithuanian name. And to that, I say, hey, Lithuanians, keep your cabbage heads out of my politics <laughs> and stay to what you know, a large variety of pickled fish dishes. Which are delicious. This is Renata Ford. Log off. (laughs) (laughs) So she's running for government now. Yes. Are you familiar with the PPC? No, I'm not. So the PPC is the right-wing kind of offshoot party Maxime Bernier started in September 2018. Right. Maxime Bernier, my problematic French-Canadian daddy started his own political party in 2018 because he was frustrated with the conservative party. Okay, he thought they were too liberal or what? He thought that they needed to tighten up on immigration policies and uh, he really, really, truly hates id Paul. Not that anyone would generally accuse the conservative party of doing id Paul, but he's very, he brands himself as kind of a right-wing populist. So he he kind of couches his hatred for Id Paul in like a, we need to represent all Canadians, not just special interest groups. Okay. Right? Interesting. And his politics, I think he found working for the Conservative Party to be like restrictive and oppressive. Um, so his People's Party of Canada is more libertarian. He's <laughs> nice. like he's like, it's not a focus on right or left it's a focus on free or not free that's like part of their slogan so renata ford's a libertarian renata ford's a libertarian yeah maybe she wanted uh 
like pro track legislation or something. Yeah. So she must be a lesbian then if she's a libertarian, because <laughs> no straight women are libertarians. It's all straight men and lesbians. Well, she's like rich and she doesn't follow the law. Okay, true. So she probably just doesn't want to pay taxes. Yeah. Yeah. She's had some sort of tax problems recently, I think, having to do with like the estate and shit. Like nice. she's apparently she's broke. She had to take out, like, just such a mortgage on their house and shit. Sounds like a really great person to run for a position. Yeah. The other thing that they also, the, the People's Party of Canada is, like, and this is, I think, liberta- pretty libertarian, too, but they haven't commented on a lot of socially conservative issues, like, people expected them to, like, abortion and stuff like that. Right. They haven't taken stances? No. So it is really libertarian. It's libertarian, definitely. Do they have representation in every province? Or is it, like, one of those parties that is pretty regional-specific? I'm not entirely sure if they have representation, like, in the West or in the East, but 40 people were running for the seat that Renata Ford is going for. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I guess they have pretty adequate... In Ontario. Representation in Ontario, at least, yeah. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that's really exciting. Um, nothing but good stuff to see from the Ford family, from Rob Ford's marial exploits to Doug Ford's just shining policy, and uh, now Renata Ford's gin soat campaign for <laughs> MP ship. Gin soat. Uh, we have to assume she drinks clear liquor. Well, yeah. She's skinny and She's old. She's skinny and old, yeah. Yeah. The good thing is that, I mean, I shouldn't say this because I guess you never know at this point, but she probably won't really do well. You don't think so? Uh, I think even people that are pretty, like, um, politically, political fringe types kind of have to draw the line at someone who's, like, blatantly irresponsible. Yeah, but I mean, like, it didn't stop, like, Dud Ford from getting elected. Yeah, he... but he doesn't have Deweys. That's Or true. a second mortgage on his house. <laughs> or <true>. tax problems. <laughs> okay, okay, points have been made. Yeah, that's true. I just meant, like, I thought you meant her, like, affiliation with the Ford family. No, no, no. Avanti. That's probably helpful to her. I mean, if I was a liberal, I'd be like, and she didn't get elected, I'd be like, what, you guys have problems voting for a woman? (laughs) More woman PPC candidates. (laughs) (laughs) That's what this country needs. The female Maxime Bernier. Maxime Bernier. Uh, Maxime Bernier. And uh, Maxime Bernier. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a little yeah. French joke for, uh, for our, our bilingual bi- listeners. Bilingual heads. <laughs> <laughs> bilingual bitch media is out of the den. Uh, yeah, it could be me. I have to be the female master bringing it, I think. You could if you really wanted to, but... That's true. You do, like, uh... Guns. Guns and... Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> Swamps. <laughs> Last consent laws. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, speaking of lax laws, we are going to talk about celebrity anti-vaxxers who are campaigning to have 
267 repealed in California, which would impose tighter restrictions on who can be exempt from getting vaccines. Yeah. So this has been kind of in the news because of Jessica Biel, who spoke out against the bill. Um, And something that's interesting is that I guess she doesn't vaccinate her kids, but she was talking about a friend whose child has a medical condition that prevents them from getting vaccinated and was saying that this bill is going to make it more difficult for them to not vaccinate their kid who has a medical issue that prevents them. So I feel like she really doesn't understand how herd immunity works. Yeah. (laughs) Like, just baseline knowledge. And also, like, that would be an obvious exemption. She's doing that thing that people do when they have, they have like, a personal interest in a matter, but on, like, a small scale. But then in order to propel their own argument, they reach for somebody that they know that's, like, the most extreme outlier or whatever. Right. You know, so let's say I wanted to... Um, this is extreme, but like, so let's say I wanted to campaign for there to be a women's only gym on campus or something. Mm-hmm. And my interest in the issue was that I'm sick of men staring at me while I work out. Yeah. And then to argue that women should have their own gym because I'm sick of men staring at me while I work out, I would present the argument and I would say, what if somebody got raped? Right. You know, like, and that's exactly what Jessica, she, she probably just has some weird hippy dippy naturopathic tendencies. And what she's presenting is like, well, what about kids who are allergic to vaccines who could get vaccinated and die? Yeah. She (laughs) just has her own personal (laughs) issue, but her personal issue isn't really a strong enough argument against it. Exactly. Yeah. I was reading an article today about, um, well, specifically about celebrity anti-vax stuff and like Mm. why people look at celebrities as like moral arbiters yeah and apparently like actors and celebrities used to have clauses in their contracts that were moral clauses saying they couldn't take political stances against things well that seems wrong so like this was when like studio stuff was really big in hollywood right so if you're signed to a studio they owned them right but when studio film production went out of favor, like at the end of the 60s, obviously moral clauses weren't a thing anymore, so people yeah. were allowed to speak out. Yeah. And this was around the same time as the Vietnam War, so a lot of actors, that celebrities, whatever, sense. Jane Fonda, Jane for Fonda. example, yeah. took hard political stances. Mm-hmm. And because the American population was feeling very disillusioned with the government, yeah. they started leaning towards other people with political interests to help them decide what they thought was morally right. Opinion leaders. Opinion leaders, yeah. Yeah. So at the same time as celebrities were allowed to talk about political issues, Mm -hmm. people were disillusioned with the government because of the Vietnam War and stuff like that. Yeah. And then the U.S. had their first, like, quote-unquote celebrity president, Ronald Reagan. Yes. So it was, like, the perfect, like, storm. Yeah. And now we have all of these celebrities that have opinions about things that are just like uninformed opinions yeah. that people actually give them the time of day because yeah they just like have been 
given a platform for so long and nobody ever stopped them. Right, and they f- they feel like affiliation or kinship with these people that they've never met for some reason. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe they should bring back moral clauses, honestly, because yeah. I truly find most celebrities to be absolute idiots, which is fine. You know, they're not, like, they don't have those jobs, most of them, because they're, like, geniuses. Yeah. Actually, actors are idiots <laughs> in, like, 100% <laughs> of cases. Time, yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, like, I'm not saying, like, bring back moral clauses, but Mm. I kind of think, like, obviously everybody's allowed (laughs) to have their personal opinions, but if you're someone that has so much influence over people, it's pretty, like, unethical Mm -hmm. to push your opinions, not facts, Mm -hmm. out there because people are going to listen, and if you really want to be anti-vax or whatever, you can not work, (laughs) and you, that can be your thing, you know? Yeah... I just think that the people, like, there's no way for these people to know whether or not it's ethical because in their opinion, what they're doing isn't wrong or harmful. That's true. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, like, they might think it's unethical to say, like, the opposite of whatever their argument is. Yeah. Even though we know that realistically celebrities advocating for things like anti-vax obviously does more harm than good this is a this is a pro-vaccination podcast i think we're both comfortable saying that um i did really get into it with anti-vax twitter one time you did yeah yeah because this this chick just okay it's hard to describe the beef but this chick that i was following just did this post that was like sorry but if you're your friends are bad people, you're probably a bad person too. I do look at the behavior of your friends to predict what you will be with. Okay. And blah, 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 right? So I was like, isn't your best friend an anti-vaxxer? <laughs> <laughs> like in the replies, which her known best friend was an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> and she was like, okay, why don't you keep like quote tweeting series, whatever. Why don't you keep my best friend's name out of your mouth? Like, what she does with her children is, like, none of your business. And I was like, what's well, kind of everyone's business? But... Go off, <laughs> I me- guess. If measles comes back, like, you know, like, if... I, if Like, <laughs> just because I don't have kids doesn't mean it's not my business if uh, polio becomes a thing again, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> and then that chick, like, came for me, the girl who doesn't vaccinate her kids, and she called me a racist and an ableist because of the name of the podcast. That was why I'm an ableist, because it has the word dominant. That was and, so iconic. Uh, I think I, because I have like slut or thought or something in my bio, she called me a racist because she t- seems to think that that's a racialized term against um, black sex workers. Nice. Famously. That seems famous. a little racist of her. I'm, yeah, famously. Also, I was like, you're, okay, an anti-vatser is going to call me an ableist. Isn't your whole thing that you won't love your kids if they have autism? Yeah. That seems cool. <laughs> like, isn't that the point of the entire movement? Like, being mean to autistic people? I feel like she was really projecting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's dead. <laughs> Well, I kind of like that people aren't vaccinating anymore because I actually really enjoyed getting whooping cough, (laughs) even though I was vaccinated. Yeah, I kind of, so I'm like kind of in the, I'm definitely in the camp that there should be like 
separation from like religion and state and like people should be able to like freely practice their religions but i think that jehovah's witness and any other anti-science religions uh should honestly just be intervened with by law like and i know people are like where would you draw the line but it's like no i'm sorry i've seen too many pictures of you know 15 year old kids with who were Jehovah Witnesses who died weighing, like, 38 pounds because like they were being stuff. denied insulin. Yeah. Like, or, you know, like, in the case of these these vaccines and stuff, it's like, I don't I don't think that a religious exemption is, uh, is valid. Yeah, especially in that case, it's like it's a child protection issue, too, right? Like, kids who are getting denied, like, blood transfusions or cancer treatment or all of that type of stuff, it's like there's obviously a balance between respecting people's religious practices and all of that type of stuff. But at the same time, if you're living somewhere where we have the resources to prevent people from dying Mm -hmm. from stuff that can be treated medically, Mm -hmm. I don't really think it's acceptable to like allow a child to suffer. Here's the thing that most other crimes don't have religious exemptions. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like, let's say somebody moves here and they're in some, you know, extremist sect of, like, an Islamic religion. That doesn't mean you can come to Canada and, like, practice Sharia law or whatever the fuck Matsy and Bernier is scared that you're going to do. You know, like, if somebody steals something from your store, you're not allowed to chop their hand off. Yeah. You know? Similarly, just because of some sort of fake god, you shouldn't be able to basically kill your children by neglect yeah (laughs) yeah for some reason it's like people are giving so much well not for some reason so much like um leeway with specifically this issue honestly i think it's because it's like a white religion and it's like a christian adjacent religion yeah like i just think that they don't think it's like that crazy even Mm -hmm. though it obviously is crazy right (laughs) yeah uh do you want to read the list of anti-vat celebrities i pulled up on my phone absolutely enlighten me we love celebrity lists on this podcast dbm is now the premier celebrity list podcast (laughs) kristen cavallari Okay. From Laguna Beach. Nice. Which we talked about last week. Which I now know what that is. Uh, Alicia Silverstone. No! Yeah, from Clueless. She's like a, I think she's like a fucking raw vegan and shit too. I she's just she is, all yeah. the way gone, like a pita chick. She's in one of my favorite movies. Uh, Clueless? Blast from the Past. Hmm. Mm. I don't know what that is. It's Alicia Silverstone and Brandon Fraser. It's like his parents thought that there was like a nuclear holocaust and okay. then his mom gives birth in a fallout shelter that automatically locks for 25 years so he grows up in seclusion and then it opens and he goes out into the world and like everything's fine like nothing happened ever this just sounds like sci-fi george of the jungle yeah it is <laughs> <laughs> every movie he's in <laughs> okay <laughs> jenny mccarthy i knew that yeah um, I think she's vegan too. Yeah. And she has an autistic son. Yeah, that's why she's anti vax. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it's really uh, sad. Jim Carrey, obviously, he dated Jenny McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Bill Maher. Okay. He also thinks AIDS is fake. Yeah. Rob Schneider. Ugh, pervert. <laughs> Tony Braxton. Nice. 
Selma Blair. Okay. Hmm. hmm. Okay. Jenna Elfman. Okay. Charlie Sheen. Yeah. That made sense. Mayim Baliat. Oh, she's the Ugh. fucking worst. She the chick sucks. from Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Not Kaylee Tuoto, the one that's not hot. She's, she's so smart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We. She's not like other actresses. Losers. <laughs> <laughs> we stand an actress with a PhD. Wow. Damn. Women truly can have it all. Um. <laughs> If you're playing a chick with a PhD that's not acting. <laughs> Sorry. It's true. Um, she also had that, that video about like emotional vulnerability or whatever. She's like, or like what it means to be annoying or something. What it means to be sensitive. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was Literally stupid. the worst. Not my feminism. <laughs> Robert De Niro. Okay. I feel like these people all probably belong to the same crew. Kevin yeah. Gates. Who's that? No, he's got two phones but zero vaccinations. <laughs> the rapper. Okay. <laughs> all of these people are probably vaccinated, though. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. their parents. Because their parents. Well, are maybe idiots. their parents were idiots. Maybe. Too. But. It's genetic. It's ableism for us to be mad at anti vaxxers because they're so fucking stupid. It's probably clinical. <laughs> Uh, Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All the dead one, All the dead ones. Oh, Kat Von D. Yeah. Hugely anti-bots. But I mean, she's also a crazy vegan. Yeah. It's all the same thing. Yeah. It's just being afraid of quote unquote chemicals or yeah. whatever. Have you seen that website that's like um, Jenny McCarthy body count? No. It's like the number of people that Jenny McCarthy has killed with her activism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's a good idea. I like it too. That's a good idea. <laughs> I just can't. I'm sorry. I just can't with celebrity activism. I, don't, I honestly, I don't even have anything to say about it. No. You shouldn't be allowed to talk. Honestly, the best activism is looking hot and shutting up. <laughs> a lot of people actually don't know that. People don't know that that's actually the most powerful type of activism. Yep, literally. Emrata had it right. You want to see some real hot girl activism? Watch my Instagram story today. This won't be out by the time that you... Well, maybe it will be. Yeah. It'll be in time. Hot girl shit. She said her hot girl <laughs> I'm shit. I'm on my hot girl shit doing <laughs> feminism on Instagram stories, okay? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we talk about Slack? Yeah. Okay. Talk about Slack. Okay. I have questions. All right. Um, Explain the spa prank it to me. Okay. I'm not really going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so Slack, which is a basically a messaging platform for businesses. Yeah. It's like an intranet kind of. Yeah. Uh, went public with their company. So generally what that means is that it is able to be traded. So stocks are of it are mm-hmm. able to be traded. You can buy into it, whatever. Um, it's a big deal because they went about going public differently than a lot of other companies. So okay. there's like IPOs and DPOs. Okay. So an IPO is when you go public, but there's like an assessment that's done by like an underwriter or someone who kind of like guarantees the value of the company in a way. Okay, yeah. So they didn't do that. Okay. They just directly went public okay without any sort of co not co-signing but mm-hmm. sort of like co-signing okay so it's valued they estimate at i think it was 16 billion dollars yeah um but there's nobody that's done like an assessment on the 
marketability of the company and stuff like that. Right. But most people do it to raise capital so that they can expand their company or work on other projects, right? So right. people buy it and they get money because people own stock in the company. Right. Okay. So I don't know exactly what they're wanting to do with the business or why they've decided to go public. Mm-hmm. But something interesting about that is that obviously you need to remain more accountable to your business when you go public, right? So they need to be more upfront with investors about what their company is used for. Right, and, and be transparent with shareholders. Be transparent with shareholders, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Slack, the main feature that people really like about it is that it indexes every conversation that's ever had in a Slack mm-hmm. so that it's searchable by people that use it. Right. So one question that some people have about this is, does that mean that theoretically archive stuff from slack is public property in a way because the company's public the company owns your slack because people pay membership to slack to host their business on it right yeah so that's interesting yeah because that's the whole premise of their business is that it's indexable and searchable within your company's slack yeah yeah have you used slack before i've never used slack i've seen it but i've never used it for work I have it on my phone, actually, like, I'm in a Slack, and I think it just seems like business Discord. Like, if you guys have never used it before, or if you've never used Discord, whatever, it's basically just, like, it's a private chat that only people who've been, like, allowed membership can enter into, and then there's channels. Yeah, you can do different conversations in different channels so that not everything's just on, like, a messenger. Exactly, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's... Definitely interesting. I want, I do, okay, I genuinely want to know if, like, Discord and Slack are owned by, like, the same people. They're not. That's crazy. I looked it up. The person that designed, or the people that designed Discord based it off of Slack, but Uh, apparently it's not actually similar enough to get them in trouble. Okay. People think it's really similar because it's the same kind of interface, but basically every business messaging type system uses the same format. Okay. Within reason. Yeah. I guess they use similar fonts and stuff like that, but it's based yeah. on readability. Like, there's studies that tell you what fonts you should use for stuff, yeah. so it's not like... I was like... just thinking about, like, the actual, like, navigation of Discord. Yeah, Discord apparently it's based on Slack. very similar to Slack. Yeah, okay. I think Slack is more searchable, though. Yes. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. And Discord doesn't, like, archive everything. No. Because that's Slack's business model. Yeah. Yeah interesting so like anyone in a brain with their head knows this but i think that it's just like it's a useful uh a useful analogy it's like so it used to be that whoever was in control of the resources was in charge like whoever whoever was like the best hunter had like stream access like knew where to forage for berries or whatever yeah and then it was like whoever was in charge of the most land was in charge like under like feudalism right yeah and then during like the industrial age it was like whoever was in charge of the you know, like, the means of productions, the machines, the factories was in charge. And then now, like, supposedly the latest shift is whoever owns, like, the information, whoever owns the data... Is in is charge. Is going to be in charge. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's interesting. Who... Sorry. What was the name of the guy? He's, like, an Israeli political scientist. Who said that? Yeah. Uh, Yuval Noah Harari. Okay. The name of the talk, if you guys want to watch it, was uh, Why Fascism is So Tempting and How Your Data Could Help Power It. 
That's a really interesting idea, actually. Yeah. I definitely think there's, like, validity to it, right? Like, all these companies want to do is have your data so that they can make decisions that affect people based on information that you put out there. So I was learning a little bit about this recently, but okay, well, Facebook is going to like release a set to release a currency, right? Mm -hmm. Like a cryptocurrency. So then it's like, uh, they won't even need the middleman of like credit card companies and stuff like that in order for you to pay for advertisements on their sites. It's like, it'll be really internal. And there's like, there's constantly new and new technologies. So like, Someone was telling me recently that, like, businesses are getting way better at crowd analysis. Okay. Like, large-scale user analysis. So, before a crowd assembles, like, cell phone companies can know what size of crowd is going to assemble where. That's crazy. Based on just tracking their cell phones. Yeah. And then they can, like, deduce things like, you know, is there going to be a riot after some sort of sporting event? Or... You know how popular it are ticket sales yeah, for, for whatever, thing. or you know like yeah. how many people are going to this concert. So can can we set up ways to market to people who are going to this concert? You know. Wow, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. That's really crazy. Yeah, I don't like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's really disturbing. Yeah, it's definitely a lot to think about. I've never been particularly concerned about having. Uh, my data mined or stolen or what have you because I don't think I'm particularly susceptible to advertisements and I mean like I'm probably gonna buy stuff anyways right yeah I don't really care but companies knowing everything about you including like where you are all the time does make me very worried about a, a a technocracy yeah you know essentially where like just you know, like obviously, I'm I'm suspicious about a more, a more intense surveillance state than we already live in. Yeah, it's, that's what worries me. That's worrying for sure. Privacy, not necessarily privacy from corporations, but like privacy from like government and authority organizations. Although, as it's going, you know, our corporations might become our government soon enough so so maybe we should be concerned (laughs) about that so maybe we should be worried if they already have that info about us right yeah maybe i should be less worried about having to give fingerprints to the government and more worried about giving fingerprints to for example my iphone (laughs) to unlock your phone yeah yeah (laughs) i don't have a voice activation enabled on my phone what you mean voice activation okay google Oh, neither do I. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, I would never have, like, an Alexa home or anything like that. Anything that, any sort of cameras, like, watching my door, watching my house, or a thing that could scare the shit out of me by talking to me in the middle of the night or something. Yeah. I feel like the original Alexa was a Furby. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So scared of my Furby when I was little. Did you watch Gremlins? Yeah. Yeah. So. I hated that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, what even is it for? What do Alexa's do? Just doodle stuff for you? Yeah, you can set them up to like control your lights or turn your TV on for you or like give you pieces of information, wake you up. 
Until there's a robot that dresses you and brushes your hair like there is in Alicia Silverstone's Clueless. Yeah, until there's a closet where I can like swipe through outfits on an iPad and then touch them and then they, the robot arms dress me and do my hair. You're not interested. No. In a, in a smart home. <laughs> <laughs> you would give it all up for that. Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not above it. <laughs> I will admit that. I'm afraid of a technocracy, but I'm not an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually one of the more oppressive things that can happen to you to be a lazy femme. That's true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Every day I like, I sit down to do my makeup and I'm like, another day of being alive, huh? <laughs> but you would never hire someone to do your makeup for you. Absolutely not. I had to stop recording because my neighbor was talking really loudly on the phone and being like, oh yeah, fuck yeah. Oh, fuck <laughs> no. yeah, for sure. Oh, fuck yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll take your Sunday <laughs> in the hallway. On so, speakerphone. <laughs> I'm glad she's she's getting her shifts switched. <laughs> Thank you, Mia. <laughs> so we want to talk about one last thing it's just um there is an island in norway where they're trying to abolish time which honestly sounds dope to me time is fake i don't acknowledge it already but because the rest of the world still does that often gets me in trouble you're forced to yeah yeah exactly people always tell you you're late and it's like am i thank you Time is just a construct. Yes. <laughs> I am. I have never once been on time. I don't think. Really? Ever? Uh, not ever, ever. But if I did, it was like by accident. Just right. because it like, I left at a time that should have made me late, but then just like rode my bike really fast or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then was early. Or like, I thought the time was half an hour later than it was. So you just So I showed up out. on what would have been like five minutes late, but was actually 25 minutes early. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> I have to like trick myself. That's good. Yeah. I have a friend who um, had someone set her watch like an indetermined amount of time ahead. Okay. So between five and 10 minutes. Okay. And then just like hand it back to her. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I think if I was running about seven minutes earlier than I generally thought I was, I would be pretty much always on time. Yeah. You're never super, super late. I'm always between about five and 15 minutes late. Yeah. Unless it's like sometimes early, earlier during the day, I'll be like, I'm going to be half an hour late. I yeah. mean, like if, I, if there's no warning. If you're more than 15, you normally say something. Say something. Yeah. But you're not often 15 minutes late. You're usually like... Five to ten, which doesn't really count. No, but it just seems stressful because it's not that serious. Yeah. You know, once you're, like, really late... Then it's, like... It's, like, oh, damn. Yeah. But if you're, you know, if you're only a little bit late, you still trick yourself into thinking you could be on time. Yeah. Which is arguably pretty stressful sometimes. <laughs> um, I did almost miss my first weekend opener of all time because I thought it started, like, an hour and a half after it did. Yeah. But... In your defense, Ottawa has this problem where every comedy show is at a different time. Yeah. Even at the clubs, yes. all of the shows start at different times depending on the day of the week. Yeah. So because it was a Friday, I guess the first show was at 7.30 and the second one was at 9 or something like that. Or yeah. 7 and 9. 7 and 9 or something. Yeah. So normally shows during the week start at 8.30. 
So yeah. And Sundays start at eight. So you know, like I'd done Sundays before, and mm-hmm. then other than that, I had only done weekday spots, which are eight thirty. Yeah, which are eight thirty. So it makes no sense. I did a, a set with guys, uh, just foundation and concealer on. <laughs> but and eyelashes. I'll, no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I looked good. But I looked she like made a it. plaster cast. <laughs> Psychotic. Okay, so this island is trying to abolish time because they have 69 days a year that the sun doesn't set. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. <laughs> so it's like, it's in the Arctic Circle. Okay. Yeah. So the sun never sets for yeah, 69 days, days a year. Exactly. Um, so they're saying that uh, they're just feeling like constrained by like the rules of time. They're like, who's saying I can't paint my house at four in the morning? Or who's right. saying I can't mow the lawn at four in the morning, you know? Okay. I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, like, they can't really abolish time without abolishing, like, the workforce. That's, okay, so here's the thing. Okay. So they, that that argument came up. Mm -hmm. But they were saying that there's a super small population. Okay. And almost all of them are fishermen. Oh. So they're not bound by time. Okay, so fuck time. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, they're like, how will shops be open and stuff? It's like, well, apparently they'll just be, like... Do whatever they want. They'll just be open on a regular schedule, but, like, they won't really know what it is. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I honestly think the idea is to chill out. I've so- seen some people suffering from stress because they were pressed by time. My man. He gets it. Um, yeah, and they have winter from November to January. Yeah, I. you know what? I, I'm with them. And I'm also pro-Saskatchewan for those of our Canada heads know Saskatchewan does not have daylight savings. Yeah. Uh, does daylight savings make the day longer? Yes. Like, does it make it brighter for longer? Yeah. So the purpose of daylight savings is to make it the day longer mm-hmm. on a more consistent basis. Right. So you don't notice the changing of the seasons as much. Okay. Right. So, well, you still fucking wake up and it's dark and get home from work and it's dark. Yes. But, but not as bad as you If they didn't otherwise. shift it, it would be way worse. Damn. Yeah. It's already so bad. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> I think that I could deal with it being dark all the time if there was like 70 days a year where it was bright all the time. Personally. I disagree. Yeah. Well, not everybody can do it. <laughs> You really think you wouldn't just feel, like, so disgusted if it was, three like, three months dark? I mean, maybe I would kill myself, but I don't yeah. know. <laughs> 69 days is less. And also, all the time, sun wouldn't be good either. I like the day... You know what? This is an unpopular opinion. I like the daytime with sunlight and the nighttime with dark light. <laughs> dark light. Moonlight. Darkness. Fuck. I don't know. Starlight. Okay. <laughs> Why can't things just be the way they always were? You know? It's only natural. And that's why I don't vaccinate my kids. Um, so would you rather move closer to the equator? 
Yeah, because I like I don't need the seasons. Okay. You know, uh, I you just need daytime and nighttime. Yeah, and I get horrifically, horrifically depressed in the winter. I like have one of those lamps that you're supposed to stare into, and I like literally just chug bottles of liquid vitamin D, and it just doesn't help. So I think what I'm gonna do this year is um, manifest wealth get rich and then take two to three Caribbean vacations to break up the winter for like a week or two at a time. Right. That's And then reasonable. I'll probably have enough stores of vitamin D between that and my don't kill yourself lamp and my liquid sunshine drops. <laughs> I'll probably make it through the winter without ever Googling how difficult is it to actually get a gun in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We don't need you to Google that again. No. <laughs> My problem is that I get depressed in the summer. <laughs> um, anyways, I think that they should uh, be allowed to get rid of time if they really want to. Yeah. That's right for them. Why, like, why wouldn't they be allowed? Yeah, who cares? I, I respect them. They're, they're, um, they're really enacting democracy. They're asking for what they want. It's like they consulted with the workers. They were like, we're fishermen. We already don't have day and night. We just have fish. Um, so I give them the AOK for me because I knew that that was what they were looking for. That's what was holding them up. And uh, official Evodristral stamp of approval. Dumb Bitch Media Norway. approves this message <laughs> to get rid of time. Mm-hmm. For Norwegians. Also for Canadians. All right. But it works internationally if you're Canadian. Right. Right. So anywhere you go, there's no time. Exactly. It's not like I could just go to the States and someone could be like, hurry up. You're going to miss your appointment. I'd be like, please, I'm Canadian. You can just show up at the airport whenever you want and get on a flight. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. No gods, no masters, no alarm clutch. That's what I always say. I'm high, guys. I mean, it's solid. It's really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was there enough fish in it? Yeah. There's like, a, well, no, there could have been a lot more. There was like a pretty measly sesame toasted like salmon fillet. Mm, not ideal. Mm-mm. And they overcooked it a little bit in my opinion. Oh, that sucks. But I liked my fish to like jump off the plate and like swim across my table. Right. And my cow to... Got off my plate and go like, moo. <laughs> what about your horse? I've never, I, well, I've never knowingly eaten horse. Okay. I have had some bad beef though. <clears throat> so. So. You know what they say about bad beef? It's horse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. Is that sufficient for this week's bonus episode? I think so. If you guys have anything you want us to talk about, uh, we'll be recording our next episode in like a week and a half. So let us know. Our next bonus. Yeah, our next bonus, obviously. Mm-hmm. So let us know if you want us to talk about something. Uh, yeah, thank you for listening and thank you for being our papers. Love you. Bye. Bye. I'm a stupid bitch. I'm a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch.